This is what time? All right, this is no laugh track podcast. We are at episode one o three. Thank you to Circle of Heat for letting us play their tunes as always at the beginning there. Uh, if you haven't yet liked us, like us on Facebook or uh, follow on Twitter. It's at at no laugh track. Like I said, episode one o three, and uh, we've had plenty of return guests. Two first timers at one o three. I'm blown oh, away. Yeah. It's a privilege. It's our it's first a privilege. time. Hopefully, hopefully we become return guests. Ben oh. Sandell and Amber Preston. Hello. The co-headliners. Co-headliners. First time doing Ooh. that. We actually go on stage and we do our jokes at the exact same yep. time. But we do. Each, I minutes. do Ben's jokes. He does mine at the same time. You know, it's funny. I actually, I've suggested to Amber that we do a comedy duels. Uh, duel. Not a duel. A duo. Duo. Not or a duel. Fight, not a fight on right. stage. A comedy duo. Um, and uh, and this is kind. Of, you know, this is kind of this is as close as we've come so far. So. Someday. One night down last night. Yeah. How did it go? It was good. They I were, thought it was really. Yeah. They were a cool. fun bunch. I would much rather uh, perform during the week than on the weekend. So. There's smart crowds during the week. Yeah. When they come out on Tuesday, you know that they're there for they because they like comedy. When they come out on Saturday, they're there to yeah, let's just hang out. We got a babysitter. You better entertain <laughs> us. Remember what would be a hoot? Yeah. Some jokes. Mm-hmm. I. Let's to go my, to that comedy place. Yeah, it, I've it, never been to comedy, and I've done no research <laughs> whatsoever. But I, they better be funny for what I like. Not to disparage the uh, weekend <laughs> the crowds, <laughs> we won't be here, so forget them. <laughs> but uh, but it is it is sort of ironic that the the weeknights are there better. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And a lot I, of comedians. I had, I had some folks um, come out that I hadn't seen in a while, so it's uh, can play that. I don't live here now. Card, you know. So they come out, and so that's fun to get to see. Some pals. Who went on first? Um, I went on first last night. Tonight? Tonight I'll go on second, and then we'll flip yeah. back then tomorrow. You, then you wrestle. You have the we'll duel arm for wrestle. tomorrow. Right, right. right. Well, you, yeah, you had the... Well, I shouldn't say... Hmm. <laughs> no, <laughs> no you we're doing say. a contest. Oh, we're yeah, the contest, the contest is going. So I, that is always a bit tricky. It's a gamble. Yeah, you had to dig your way out of that a little bit. Oh, yeah. explain. No, well, there was just a couple you know. of contestants that... I'm not sure... Right now what? we're in the uh, beginning of the yes. funniest person the Twin so Cities. So people who contest. maybe have not been on stage very often, if at all, mm-hmm. and uh, sometimes it's hilarious to just bring up like talk about uh, really weird things for a few minutes, and then sometimes the audience is laughing out of fear for their own lives. <laughs> so yeah. it was just there were a couple interesting, not necessarily funny. <laughs> you know, they were all, they were good people. Yeah, they they're giving good. it a go. I'm not. Hey, I yeah. was. I was, it's, it takes it's a lot of courage tough, to do that, but, but it can it can make the audience a little bit uncomfortable if there's no if there's jokes without laughter. Well, and like my friends afterwards, they thought they because they were not as familiar with the contest. So a lot of our regulars that Acme know, oh, it's that time of year, right. and there'll just be a handful of those people, right. and then it'll be the real show. But my gal pals that came to the show, they said after the second contestant, they were like, oh no, is this? Is this what the show is? Is this all? Is this is like kind Am- of an open mic Amber, thing? She's been doing this for a while, hasn't she? Uh, right? Yeah, she's there right. on that poster out there. <laughs> and then I did hear guys making fun of our poster. I was sitting out kind of by, there's a couple of posters of Ben and I, you know, in the lobby mm-hmm. and whatnot. Yeah, nice and, uh, Yeah, I, like, I get nothing but uh, fun compliments on the, the, the pictures yeah, that we only, they put on there. And... There's only one poster, so we're going to have to arm wrestle yeah, for that poster. Yeah, oh, no, there's two, I think. There's one over there and one over here. Oh, well, we then can, we, we can, can each That answers one. that question. Yeah. I was going to ask who gets it. Oh, yeah. Um, and I am wearing it. We both have, uh, we're both touching our head on the posters. And we look like we're, no, you don't look like you're having a headache, but, but you look I like you're reading somebody's mind. Look, and I look I'm wearing like my glasses, and I have a red polka dot dress, and red lipstick, and these guys were like, oh, what's her deal? She's like, oh, 
I'm Zoe Deschanel. I'm the zaniest. I'm oh, so quirky. I'm so, and then no. that one guy was like, what's his deal? I have a headache. I have a headache. Like, <laughs> the headache Wait, who comic. Was These guys that were just standing right before the show, and I walked right by them, but I don't think. <laughs> I don't. They have no idea. Oh, that's awesome. Am, Posing so. by the poster. So yeah. they were audience members? So then later I, on? I don't know if they were audience or... Um, Contest. I think one. Of, I think they were friends of a contestant. Oh, then I don't feel so bad talking talking trash about the. No, uh, they were here for their buddy. Yeah, yeah. they. Yeah. I mean, and they weren't necessarily uh. super mean, but it was like I was like, is that the only? That's the dig you've got for mm-hmm. me that I'm quirky. Ooh, it was like, Zoe oh no, you're. The, Ooh, that hurts. Somebody, Ooh, no one likes her. Wildly <laughs> successful, and the people that don't like like her. Who? Well, oh well. <laughs> they're guy, not going to come to the show because they don't like my red lipstick. Then I don't care. And I secretly <laughs> hope that my picture gives me a, a job. You know, for in like an aspirin. I was gonna go. say someone's gonna bring you Advil yeah. tonight. <laughs> I don't think it looks like you have a headache. I think it looks like you just heard met those guys in person and are going, "Oh god, twenty-two oh, years again." Right. Oh, I was yes. I ever? What did I ever that young? <laughs> That's what I think. The, yeah, that is that is. The, I get. I feel so. I mean. That that's so true when you get to be in, in your thirties and you look back at people who are twenty two and you're like, There's no way I was that young when I was twenty two. When I was twenty two, I was older than that. I was. But, I was so but no, you weren't. No. You were. No. And it's just it's just ten years I can't believe how much ten years has changed your perspective on things. And ten years from now I'm gonna say the same thing about right now. So yeah, I wonder you shouldn't if even worry about it. Yeah, we'll say that when you're fifty down to forty, yeah. sixty to fifty. Oh. I was such an irresponsible fifty-year-old. <laughs> Man, was I a crazy thirty-six-year-old! <laughs> I really was wild. I, was, I do have to. It's one of those things. I, I really. It's like it's so easy to be like, oh, the twenties. They were that was great, you know. But when I was in my twenties, it was like, oh man, this sucks. There's yeah. I don't have money, and and I and I got to realize that. Ten years from now, I'm going to look back and be like, "Those those thirties, that was awesome. Yeah. Everything was, I was, it was great." And, and you just gotta, I gotta realize that now. Mm-hmm. Yeah, like right now, yeah. that everything is great. Live in the so, moment, you know, Benson. Yeah, live in the moment. Enjoy the I, now. This is uh, I do. I'm trying to like do more comedy routines where I'm talking about this kind of stuff and and being more positive in that. Do you feel respect. better about life right now? You feel? Are you happy? Are you happy, Ben? I do feel better about life. Justin, right let's now have a little therapy session. Let's, 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 I'm trying. You know, this, this is something I'm trying to do. Is not, not live for the future. I mean, you got to live, live, live for the future. For... Always living for the future. We always worried about what's you, down uh, the bend. You have the every. I think most people have this tendency that if I get this thing, you know, like for me, it's like, oh, if I got on Letterman. Which won't happen anymore because he's retiring. Right. But if I got on, you know, Conan O'Brien, then that will be. That's all I need. And I've said that so many times in my life. Like the first time I, I really said that was when I do my first fringe show. I do my own show. Right. That's all I really need. Once that's done, I'm I can be satisfied. And like that. And I at this point I've learned that that's just that's bullshit. Well, There's and I think no... we get older, and especially in this business, you start to realize like okay, that no, like the first couple of showcases you do at Acme, and you're like, oh my gosh, those girls from Comedy Central, or maybe it's a Montreal thing. You're like, this is it. This uh-huh. is my chance. And then the more of those you do, like, yeah, it doesn't matter. Even if you make it, none of it matters. It's such luck, or like this and that, and you just got to do what you do. Um, and that just, I think your goals or what you just, I used to just, I just want to get paid. I don't care where I'm telling jokes. That's so cool. Yeah. You got to drive to Michigan for hundreds <laughs> of dollars. Yeah. That's amazing. Like, I just, that's all I need. That's all I need. Your, your goals, you know, get higher. So that's good. And you care less. So that's maybe good too. Well, that's the, the, the point of the caring less actually can, can be such a, a benefit. Cause the less you care, the more comfortable you are when yeah. you're on stage. One thing is really hard to pretend to not care. Yeah. You have to truly not care and then you're fine. And then you're, you have to just if you're not enjoying it as it's going along then what's the point because those achievements don't 
they bring that fleeting satisfaction and then it's just like what's the next thing ah. what so is there something that you have in mind right now that is like the, it's gonna happen and then you'll be satisfied yeah, what's, your, what's next oh, for, to do oh it's all it's been for the last for a while it's been getting a tv credit like yeah. getting on uh letterman or something and i know people who have been on letterman and who've been on things who, and they're just they're not, nothing has really changed about them but it's i so i know that it's not like it's not gonna be a life-changing thing when it actually happens but that's been my thing and so now i'm trying to get to this point where i'm like you know what if i get on great if i don't it's not i'm not gonna be <laughs> different it's gonna well gonna and you be, can still, still be successful be it used to be you know like I, I think you know if you got on Carson, you it did make you mm-hmm. a bajillion years ago, and mm-hmm. uh, now it can it can help, but it's not necessarily going to make or break. Yeah, you can be successful without having that or with having that, and so nothing, nothing really matters. I think totally is what we're saying. Depre- <laughs> you can be totally depressed and anxious after having that and a Comedy Central and a you know you mm-hmm. can be uh, not to get so dark here, but you can be Kurt Cobain and have all the success in the world and then kill yourself. So. If Why? I wish, am I right? <laughs> <laughs> he, I should be so lucky. <laughs> oh, we're saying what we're saying is nothing matters, kids. Do nothing. you? Uh, do you think? No, no, no. Everything matters. Everything. That's matters. the point. Is everything that this, every little thing? The the every every single thing matters, and yeah. that's the that's the problem. Is that we live like only this thing in the future matters, but right now it doesn't matter. Then that's the problem. You have to flip that thinking. Right. If you had told me five years ago that this conversation would be Ben being the positive one, <laughs> and I would be the negative one, <laughs> yeah, I well, would not have believed you. So Amber and I have worked together in uh, in the Fringe Festival with uh, with in pl- doing plays and, and okay. things, and she has seen me under heavy, <laughs> heavy stress. And uh, I can be very, very negative person. So it's yeah, that that would be odd to see see me being positive now. I guess well, I dig it. I dig it. I got you together on a table here. You're he- yeah. co-headlining. Yep. You must not have, uh, you know, ruined things. Oh no, we've. I, I enjoy working with Ben. I think he's good peeps. But I, I have one more. Que- I have a question of just what we were just talking about. So do, when you look at your peers that uh, you know look to have had more success, do mm-hmm. you go, yeah? Like, can you understand why that happened, or you just look at it like, oh, oh I want the, everything. They got the lucky break. That I always I want. Get. I want no matter what it is. I'm like, oh God, I want to do that bowel cancer yeah. commercial. How come he got to do that? <laughs> like, no matter what it is, you be like, oh man. But um, and then you're like, oh, that's awesome. And then my thoughts immediately go to, sweet, one more person that's on my team that's having some success, and then that can help Not raise us me. all. <laughs> <laughs> but it's you know, I mean, we're gonna. It just raises. All of our levels, I think. It did. That's the that's the thing about it is that it's it's really hard because you're when you're struggling to have these successes and then other people who are on your same level have them. You you start asking like, well, why not me? And you, there's that level of jealousy that can hit when in truth there's no reason to be anything but happy because if people around you are succeeding, that's only a good thing. That that's not a bad thing for you. Right. Not, they're not pushing you down. Well, then I think of like this. The, right now, I think of like the San Francisco crew with Totally Biased and Debbie Kamal Bell and like bring all those people, all those writers. It's like if one of us, Minneapolis people, like I want that from somebody in my little group of people, you know, yeah. like that brings up all those people or the people around them. And, um, you know, uh, so much of this business is who you know. And Ben and that, will rem- so. when he makes it. Yep. Yep. I will open for him. Put yep. up with his BS. Yep. These yep. Yep. Shows. And, and, my, and he put up with my BS. Uh, we worked together in Fargo, and he had the pleasure of meeting like my entire extended family, and uh, their craziness. So. I do. I that you brought the crowd. 
That's that well, when you've got a lot call. of got a lot of relatives, it helps. So, uh, oh, and he, that Ben was so funny. Oh God, my <laughs> aunts. Oh, he was so funny, and it was so nice. And he didn't have to use a lot of uh, oh, swears, and he didn't have to bring up Jesus or <laughs> what. My aunt, one of my aunts, was like, <laughs> "Oh, this is a uh, yeah." One of my aunts was like, um, "It was so nice because that one guy, he just offended so many people right off the bat. The Jews, the blacks, the gays, the Catholics, and then you guys were real." funny <laughs> i don't know if it, every calling these groups of people the group right. of people is okay right. well we're all uh-huh. we're all working through some things here but yeah well i purposely didn't i do i'm i do that bit this week that sort is sort of about religion mm-hmm. um i purposely did not do that in, in fargo because i was like you yeah, know your know your audience uh-huh. and yeah. uh i don't know the point is one of us we want to be successful so then i can go on the road and open for them <laughs> exactly mm-hmm. exactly mm-hmm. How, do, how do you remember meeting when did you two meet here uh, in this club, probably? Probably, because I think, Ben, you maybe started like the year after I did. Yeah, you started one year before me, and I, oh, okay. saw, I saw you on stage before I met you. Um, and they said, I'm, I can do that. <laughs> Anything she can do, I can do better. Chick. No. You had already been moved up to the five-minute slot. Ooh, hey I saw you. So you, you moved up fast. I remember the night I got five, first time I got five minutes. The open mic you're talking yeah. about, right? Yeah. Uh-huh. Oh, yeah. That's the open mic on Monday, which is it's, it's, a, uh... it's just a tiered system where it's uh you know, you start out, you get maybe three minutes, or you probably won't get on at all for months and months and months. And then you get on, you get another three minutes, and then at some point, they give you five. Oh, and it's very exciting. Yeah. <laughs> I have a binder somewhere with like all, like the first like five years of my career, yeah. Monday night. Oh, the sheets? The, the sheets. Names? So ridiculous. Well, and some of them are nice because Swartzen's on there, Bamford and oh, Keisha, you know. Oh, cool. So there's sometimes, those are neat. Um, Did you and wait, I, I were you know. here when Ron White showed up? I was because I was going to come down and do guest sets. I don't. I think maybe Chell, somebody was headlining that I was friends with and was going to let me do a guest set. I don't. Th- I think I was emceeing here already. Maybe I wasn't, but it was very new MC, and I was going to get to do a guest set. But then I got bumped by Ron White. So I at least met him. He was really nice. But yeah, I've heard he's nice. So yeah, that's cool. I, I mean, I've, I've always liked his him. comedy, so, which is he's one. Of, he's like the only. The blue collar, blue collar, yeah. That I've really liked, yeah, yeah, yeah. He, but he's so darn like it's just like, like man, I want to hang out with that guy. Mm-hmm. Like you can picture him telling those stories, and that's the, more the kind of comic I enjoy. Anyway, is that you can picture like that story? That's how that story would go if we were sitting at the bar. I believe the way that. he's telling yeah. that right now on stage. I'm like, and oh. I also don't, I, uh, you know, a lot of comedy, you know, blurs reality. I don't know how much is made up right. with him. Right. I think a lot of it is real. Yeah. And Which if it's I enjoy not, that. he's changing. He's uh, very believable. Yeah. You know? Well, I've heard he he when he pours the whiskey into his glass, it's iced tea. So that right. Well, that there makes is... me happy though. Uh-huh. <laughs> I worry so much about everyone's health. You know. <laughs> so. hmm. I mean, yeah, he would. I don't. He, if he drank that much whiskey on stage, I don't. I just don't see him being uh, comprehensible at yeah. the end. The best ever was uh, years ago. We had uh, the you know the radio show I work on over at KQ. We had Lisa Lampanelli on as a guest. Mm-hmm. So on the air, you know, she's Lisa Lampanelli. It's mm-hmm. like no, oh, the blacks and the gays right. and you know all that stuff. And then she, you know, the interview was done. She said goodbye. Calls back a few minutes later. Hey, this is Lisa. I just want to say thank you. It was such a privilege <laughs> to be on your show, and I just really appreciate right. how nice you like, like almost un, uh, you know unrecognizable. Yeah. This woman I was talking to on the phone versus this character peeling back the curtain. Yeah, I've never seen her live. It was crazy. Uh, it's in, it's interesting about that persona is because I I don't feel like I really have much of a persona <clears throat> on stage, and so no. but uh, like Emo Phillips 
has that really kind of bizarre. And then off stage, he's still he's bizarre. still odd, but he's friendly mm-hmm. like and, in a completely and we'll different have a, way. Yeah, conversation and <laughs> and uh, Tim Slagle uh, told me once he's like, yeah, Emo Phillips, if uh, if he likes you, he'll be normal around you afterwards. If he doesn't like you, he'll just continue to be in character. <laughs> That's I, a good I've, way to distance I've yourself. I've seen that. Yeah. Be, yeah. Him being Same deal, all the radio, uh, the radio appearances he's done. Yeah. Yeah. It, well, I suppose it, that's easier for him too, like in a morning, a radio thing to just come in and get you, you the radio, everyone used to that character and how that's going to go. And uh-huh. so it's maybe a safety it thing to It took several years where then he would be, you know, at the table out after the show and it's like this, I'm not going to say normal guy. Right, but, but yeah. not, not the character Not the stage, emo yeah. that's on stage. Like, uh, speaking of emo, that's that, that's one of my f- first like great memories from comedy because I well before I decided to ever do comedy, I was a fan of Emo Phillips and mm-hmm. listened to him a lot. And then I had the chance to work with him at Acme, and uh, I just remember being on stage. I was emceeing uh, and hearing him stand behind the curtain laughing at my jokes, oh. and that was just a, that was one of the great moments. So it's not related to what we no, but that's about awesome. Before. That's and, awesome because not I mean, and you know, as much as we watch comedy, you don't always listen or watch uh, the shows because you yeah, just see around it so much. It's but. funny you say that because I was actually I'm sometimes surprised when I hear that you know, like that you guys are listening to the open mic, mm-hmm. uh, you know, the contest right. people, like instead of just, oh, I'm going to go hang out with my friends and have a, you know, glass well, of water sometimes you're paying, you want to be paying attention so yeah. you don't cover any material, similar material or... Um, and we and we know. judge it a lot, too. Don't yeah. you, you judge? Yeah, sometimes we'll be judging yeah. the contest. So you, I think I've said it a judge thing with you before, yeah. Ben, here. For judging s- the contest? Yeah, some sort of contest here. Like yeah. Get, yeah, where they make mm-hmm. you yeah, sit Yeah, we did. Sometimes. I can't remember what that was. I don't know what it was either, but I feel like I was hosting it. Uh, it was a rooftop, rooftop? something. The oh, rooftop. yeah. Because you guys were sitting right in the front row. Yes, oh, I like, forgot right all about awkward. that. <laughs> right the college contest, yeah. Oh. Yes. Oh, yeah. Okay. I have a gift of remembering sometimes the dumbest stuff. So I'll meet people, and they're like, oh, I think we met. I'm like, yeah, actually, that one time in 1996 at that one party. And they're like, okay, psycho. <laughs> you know what I just remembered? What? I have your autograph. <laughs> Well, that's going to be worth something someday. So that's good. <laughs> on what? On a Mark Marin poster. Oh, from the um, Triple Rock? Yeah. Yeah, I have that, I have that same poster. Yeah. Not the, yours, but uh, the same poster in my bedroom that he signed. That was the first time I op- worked with Mark. Not that I've done a ton, but a handful of times. Uh, I was very nervous for that because I just didn't know what his crowds were going to be. I don't know if they're going to be like judgy comedy snobs or what. I mean, there's always judgy comedy snobs. <laughs> right. They're like, no, you got to He's armor and you don't. No one can be around that. Yeah, but, you're not as deep as him. Right. That was a fun show. Um, yeah. Triple it was Rock a fun show. I remember he, he he took out a letter. He read a letter on stage that he had written to his to ex-wife. his ex-wife. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Spite baby. Yeah. yeah. That's right. Oh, oh, that's your move, huh? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, funny. I have, I've never met. Oh, I, I did. I, I met Mark Maron once, um, but my brother Alex is friend, frenemies with him on Twitter. So that's I how think he's not him. alone, your brother, and being frenemy <laughs> with Mark. I think he's got a lot of. It is insane the amount of like weird fame and um, haters. Like, and it's just a weird. Like, I since we're talking about Maron, I tweeted one day that said I'm going to start a podcast. He comes up in every podcast, no matter what. If you're talking comics and you're talking pot and you're on a podcast, somehow he comes up, mm-hmm. which makes sense. Very popular podcaster and popular, whatever. But I tweeted one day, I'm going to start a podcast called 
meeting Marin and it's just comics sharing their first time meeting Marin. Mm-hmm. They got a bunch of like dumb, like oh, funny or stupid or like whatever the Twitter things are. Yeah. And then I got a couple of like riding other people's coattails much. <laughs> this is stupid. Oh. Waiting. Stupid. And I'm like, it's there's Twitter. Oh, no. I'm not. Am I supposed to fight? I don't know what to do. You, you got me. Or f you. <laughs> so does your brother? He, does he, uh, does he poke out. at people who likes to? Besides man, does he like to? Uh, he, he's a passionate person. Yeah. What's yeah. behind that? Why? Let's, what? just say, let's just say he's a passionate person yeah. on Twitter. He's very, you know, opinionated. Yeah. And it's a safe will, space to be opinionated. And in, he I guess. will connect with other people who are opinionated. And inevitably, two people who are strongly opinionated are going to end up having some friction. Yeah. And uh, and kind of like with Mark Maron, it seems like it's kind of they've gotten in fights, and then they've like made up and they've got <laughs> it's just all through twitter and it's just the oddest thing yeah. really it is an yeah. odd thing that twitter i can't follow i'll try to follow twitter fights like i'll see something and i'm like ooh, the something's going on and yeah. then i try to go back and read replies and stuff and i can't i don't know who went what and uh forget it yeah they get a little jumbled yeah uh is your brother in the, is entertainment or anything what does he do no he just he, you know he he's online writing a lot you know he's, he's so a he regular just, joe he's a regular joe but he's uh He's in that whole. I mean, he has all the interest in that. So he's he's on Twitter way more than me. Twitter, I can't. That's another thing. That I makes work me feel old. to be I on just Twitter. Cannot, I like force myself. I can't keep up with it. Yeah. And I'll do it for a while. I'll do like okay. I got to do two two a day, and right. then I build an audience. Use the Hootsuite. Just, that's what I do. My friend Andrew <sighs> Slater, who's another comic um, from I think Seattle and lives in LA. We one time one day we're like we gotta okay let's writing challenge and we're gonna do it. Yeah, we're tweeting and then we're like we are old people, <laughs> like psyching ourselves up. But it's fun, and it's like sometimes it's just a dumb way to put dumb jokes that you might not ever say. Or you're like, oh, I got a couple of likes. Maybe I'll try that at the open mic. Oh, bad idea. (laughs) (laughs) It still takes time, though, to come up with those dumb jokes. Right. It takes time, and it takes, and there's a little bit of stress every time you post it. Like, am I going to get a fave? Right. Oh, fave doesn't really, it's not as good as a retweet. Mm -hmm. You know? Who favored uh, it? How many followers do they have? It's so dumb. But I feel like if I'm doing it when I'm not. Like it's good to, you know, report about shows and marketing, but um, is Hootsuite I, sweet free? Oh, Hootsuite. So Hootsuite, H O O T Suite, um, is a place where you can like schedule a bunch of tweets. So I'll go in and schedule like going to be, hey guys, going to be at Acme tonight. So I don't have to think about it today. So I'll go. You can schedule tweets ahead of time, or just put in if you think of a dumb joke, but you're like. Well, I just tweeted two seconds. Or you know, dumb need, stuff. you know, what you need to look out for with that though. What is if there's some like national tragedy. And then oh. two minutes later, you have a tweet coming out like, oh, hey I just guys. got my nails done. Right. Big show tonight. Yeah. Like, that heartless. Right. Right. I've seen, uh, I think I saw Kim Kardashian get some serious backlash from oh, that one. No. So. Okay, it well, after, Kimmy like, K and I are school shooting or something. Yeah. So be careful. Like, I'm going to be shooting the jokes out tonight. <laughs> Come on down. I don't know. It's a weird You're world. Killing it tonight. Yeah. It's a weird world we live in, but people... People dig it, I guess. You know what place is really stable right now? Iraq. (laughs) (laughs) Iraqin? You might want to come to my shows tonight. Iraq. (laughs) Am I? Oh, boy. Maybe maybe don't tweet so much, I guess. No. Uh, Yeah. It it goes well when I do it. It just just takes so much mental energy, and I... I, God. And everybody craps on it. I'll do. I'll get caught up in the at midnight games. Yeah. But I think it's fun. And I was like, uh, it's so stupid. Like anybody's gonna even see your at midnight tweet. Like they even care. I'm like, well, I'm not. I'm not 
tweeting at midnight in the hopes that Chris Hardwick sees my one tweet out of the thousands about mm-hmm. ruin the 90s. And they're just kind of fun writing exercises. And, yeah, it's just a know. topic that's thrown yeah. out there. Yeah. Yeah, it's not a big deal. So I, I, I enjoy that kind of fun stuff. And uh, I don't know. I'll look at him. Something you, to do on the bus. You No, I, uh, you won the, uh, Ben, you won the funniest person. Yeah, you did. Right? Oh, go on. Yeah. Do you, um, do you, yes, have, do you still have was, the crown and sash? It was 2006. Oh so long we ago. So I, didn't even, I didn't even make it to the finals my year. Uh, Neither did Tommy Ryman. Tommy yeah, Ryman and I were in the contest. Yeah, we were in the contest the same year. Tommy Ryman didn't even make it to the semifinals. And I can say that now because he's, you know, like having hot, hot sets on last come on national television. Yeah, yeah he's kicking um, butt. Yeah. Um, and then I didn't make it to the finals, and Brooks Robinson won my year. Yeah, and uh, and um, and then ben, uh, Chuck ben... Bartel won the year before that, and Tim Hurston won the year yep. before. that. I was in the audience the year Tim won it, and Eric Allen won the year after I won, and then uh, and then I lose track after that. I don't know who else was in your finals. Do you remember? Um, I remember uh, knowing Kester you were going to win. Was in there, and I don't know where he's been lately. Um, he's in L.A. Uh, and then I. I I can picture their faces, and I can't remember. But they're not around? can't remember their names. Oh, that contest. Choose people up and spits them out, Justin. Yeah, it really It, it is really a fun. Does. I'm kind of out of the scene, having been gone the last few months, but you, when, around contest time, it's always like, oh, there's some open micers. Who do you, who, who's, who at horse is looking good this year? But I don't know anybody. Well, here's here, here's a night, uh, an interesting piece of trivia. Um, Cy Amundsen, who is having mad success mm-hmm. yeah. in everything he does, uh, he was in the contest the same year I was, and the first night... The first round, he and I were on the same night, and I kicked his ass. Yeah, you did. And then, uh, but he still did well enough to advance to the second round, and we were on the same night again. And uh, <laughs> I beat him again. Yeah, you and did. I, and I still, I credit, I credit all his success back to that because I think that when he had that. Uh, that second night that when he lost to me, he's like, you know what? Screw this. I'm going to show Ben up <laughs> by becoming the most successful uh, comedian from this generation. Uh, you know, somewhere Acme. right now, his ears, like somewhere he's, <laughs> somewhere he's doing a bench press and lifting weights right now going, <laughs> somebody's talking about me. I got to get to Minneapolis. I got to get on stage and sabotage and get and be in, get everybody looking at me and not Ben Sandel right now. <laughs> yeah, when yeah, that's get what to I, Minneapolis, he pops in here. Last week, we yeah. were in the middle of recording and he just walked in. I wouldn't be surprised. So. His ears <laughs> Burning. He's got mics in here right now, like mm-hmm. just making sure yeah. that everyone's thinking about him. But he has, you know, I think he has a poster of me still and wherever <laughs> he lives. And every time he has some piece of success, he throws another dart, dart at, at that poster and he's like, yeah. Oh, nice. Yeah, take that, winner of 2006. I'm yeah. the winner of the rest of the years. I'm the winner of life. <laughs> I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to use that. I'm going to say, you did so well last night. And then when we were in Fargo, too, people liked you so much. I'm like, forget that Ben Sandow. <laughs> well, there was... A- there was a stretch of time for like a, a year around like uh, 2009 where size introduction like here at Acme would be uh, better than Ben Sandow, Cy <laughs> Amundsen, and he'd come on. And then and then when he had enough success, I think he started feeling bad about that, so he stopped doing it. Oh, he doesn't like... have feelings? <laughs> That's not true. He has oh, a lot of feelings. He just represses them. That's He's a good Scandinavian Midwesterner. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he's, he's the point is Ben Sandel makes people's dreams come true. Yep. through its spite mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. or happiness. I don't know. I don't well, know what the opposite spite is. That but... was that was through negativity, but yeah. now I'm trying <laughs> to make people's dreams come through by uh, you know pep talking about the positivity Aww. of the now. Nice. I want to so remember that. So I just that had tonight. his uh, first CD come out. Did he thank you in the lineup? <laughs> uh, I don't think he did. Oh boy. He did okay. tell me a long time ago his the title was going to be better than Ben Sandel, but that was not. Uh, it's not. It's Lovesick in Toledo. Yes. Maybe there's a hidden track. But... Mm-hmm. 
Ben Sandow. I, no, I don't. I don't think it is, and I, it makes me. You know, I cry myself to sleep every night over this. No, you're positive now. <laughs> don't. <sighs> you know, I try to be. Yeah. I try to be. Amber, I saw on your, uh, and I remember this coming. I'm hearing about this uh, several years ago, but you have it. I saw it listed on your website about uh, the flow from. Um, yeah, I almost got to be in a commercial with flow. So what? what I didn't. It wasn't to replace her. No. It was to be like a... They did like a really... Um, it was really smart marketing. It was still... I feel like those online contests were a thing, but it wasn't... It was kind of a good... Like right before they maybe peaked where everyone was so annoyed that you had to online vote for crap. Um, mm-hmm. Which now, no, I think they were like, oh, that doesn't work anymore. I entered a friend of a friend... Or a friend's mom called or told me, you should sign up for this progressive insurance. They're having a contest for someone to be Flo's assistant. And you got to be in a commercial with Flo. And I just, any brunette with red lipstick and black eyeliner looks like Flo. Mm-hmm. It doesn't matter what you really look like. People are like, oh, you look like Flo. No, I don't, but kind of. Uh, <laughs> so you made a video, a 30-second video, I think it was. Uh, and it just had to end with, now that's progressive, and tell them why you thought she should be Flo's assistant. I think it's still on. It's definitely still online somewhere. It is. Um, it has like 16,000 yeah, views or something Yeah, like because that. so the contest went crazy popular and then uh you had to there was online voting i don't remember the first round there was a lot of online voting so it was a lot of like hey facebook friends vote for me but luckily like through here and it was uh i was surprised at the outpouring of like people that were like i think flo's super annoying but she does amber would make a good assistant vote for her here and you didn't have to sign up for anything so you could just click and then they narrowed it down to like her sister or something right well that's what i think hurt me when i got out there so i that got made to the finals um, so they flew three of us to LA. One gal lived there to spend a, I got to spend a week there. They, they, my little sister came along, uh, which was great. Cause then I did comedy. Like looking back, it would I should have invited the people from the ad agency. I just didn't really, it was a weird thing to the comedy shows, mm-hmm. but Lewis hooked me up and like met a few people and like got me some stage time in LA. And then it was an amazing week because I did that. And then that weekend I did the Aspen Comedy Festival, the rooftop Aspen Comedy Festival where Mark saw me and then asked me to open for him here. And so it was a very exciting summer. Yeah. Um, but I did. We had a day of auditions with Flo, and like um, there was um, some people from the ad agency, and then some lady, uh, an insurance rep, actually won a contest as well. So she got to be there, and the people in the contest that I was doing, and their guest of honor, got to be there. And they put us up at the Standard on Sunset in Hollywood, and uh, the director of the last several commercials and the copywriters of the commercials were there. And um, we spent a day. We did like fun quiz games with Flo and hair and makeup. And when I came out of hair and makeup, they were like, oh, my gosh, you guys look so much alike. And my personality, my, like, show glow personality is very flow-like. Uh-huh. Uh, that just like, well, I'm so zany. I'm so quirky, you know. <laughs> Zoe. Uh, uh, exactly. <laughs> so I think I was so much like her. This guy won it. And then the commercial he was in was basically a commercial for the movie Tron. Because every once in a while, I'll still get emails from people that are like, hey, is that guy that's dancing around like money in the progressive commercials? Is that the guy that won that contest you were in? He was in one commercial that ran. It was um, Flo and this guy were like, you know, they had the remote control and they were trying to fix the pricing board. And they were like, the guy that won the contest was like, hey, Flo, I think our board is broken. And then they looked up at it and it was a preview for the movie Tron. And then another progressive employee came by in a Tron costume and the progressive apron and said, ah, oh, I don't know. I don't know who did that. You know, wink, wink. Right, right. He did it. <laughs> and then that was it. So um, I don't feel too yeah. bad. Yeah, you know. But she was really nice. And I haven't run into her in L.A. But if I do, I would, you know, introduce myself. And she would, I'm sure, remember because she was so 
friendly and knew a bunch of we knew a bunch of the same stand-ups because um, at that time rob delaney had just done so a progressive commercial she i think that does more improv but had done some stand-up and definitely really? some sketch because she had i was going to aspen that weekend and she was like oh yeah i did that festival and then she was telling some stories and um wow yeah so and she still performs at the groundlings in los angeles she does improv yeah and sketch still so she's got oh man that career that would be awesome i know people some people hate her but I'm sure she thinks of that as she's sitting on her piles of money. Yeah, right, right, right. Um, because she does all that print work. But she can when she's not in hair and makeup, she looks – you wouldn't know who that that's Flo. And she's done some – she's been in Mad Men and she's been in some bit parts in TV and film. But She's been in Mad Men? She was um, in the first couple seasons. Did you see it or did she just tell you No, this? no, I've seen it in yeah. Mad Men. She's in the um, – in, uh, in their first office, they have the three um, telephone operators. And, like, they always, like, open that little door and there's, like, the three little Lily Tomlin, like – telephone operator right, ladies right. and she's one of those gals in the first ad agency office um i think i saw her in like buffy or something too she's definitely had bit parts and things um but you know can still go to the grocery store and just be normal <laughs> and then counter ad money that's the life so yeah that was fun i got a free trip to la so and met well. sixteen thousand hits on youtube that progressive thing and it's funny because you get all these haters too so the contest they had it on their website it's so weird uh to be like, oh, she's just trying to be just like Flo. Well, yeah, no shit. It's the co- it's a contest to be in a commercial with Flo. Yeah, I just do you have somebody con- commenting negatively on every every single thing you do. Uh, pretty much. Like, is this a poster? Really? Yeah, <laughs> apparently. Somebody just following you. I usually like... don't. I don't read um, things. Uh, I don't ever look at really YouTube comments. You, they I don't. Make your soul hurt. I don't you, ever yeah. try to look at those unless somebody points mm. out. There is a clip of me online that somebody my space me i opened for norm mcdonald at the house of comedy like this like the first month it was open yeah and i'd also worked with him in texas um very nice crazy funny and i was emceeing at the house of comedy and just didn't go i didn't have a great week they just never really loved me sometimes when you're opening for someone that that famous they could they're like just hurry up and get to him but i just whatever for whatever reason i wasn't i didn't i just didn't hit that great with the audience yeah. and then someone via um, <laughs> myspace that's how long ago it was <laughs> sent me they were like oh you should i just thought you want to see this no i don't it was a clip somebody had put online uh, a store that's in saint paul their youtube account i shall not name them because we will not support them put this clip up that was said the worst oh, comic so bad it's an embarrassment that it's even called comedy or something and it's a clip of a phone clip of me like it's it starts at the halfway through one joke and ends and they like it wasn't a funny Jesus. joke to be fair. I mean, it wasn't great, but yeah. it's still that's like, not, it's not you know, point. but they, it's the not even an edited. It's not even a full joke that they have on the clip. And it was like, and then the description is like, she sounds like all the cats she probably lives with. And this is the worst. And, <laughs> and it's just more proof that women are. And it was like, why would you? So you took the time. More pull proof out your that phone, women aren't funny. Hmm. And then a clip comic so bad. It was like somebody in their basement like, <laughs> I'm going to change the world. I'm going to put it up. I don't even know her name, but I'm going to put up this clip. And I'm like, he was probably jerking uh, off while he wrote that. Probably. Yeah. <laughs> Negativity turns him on yeah, so much. It is, but it's like, what? So I don't. I try not to read the YouTube comments <laughs> and things because you're never going to. Um, and I, I think I told you this story. In San Diego, two weeks ago, I was uh, performing. I'm in the middle of the show. This guy told me I sucked and I wasn't funny. Uh-oh. And his girlfriend was like, what? Just, Wait, are you ever funny? Or is ne- it apparently just... <laughs> not. Never, ever. Not ever. And so anybody uh, who's listening to this, she is funny. <laughs> and come out this week. Um, by the album that I'm recording this week. Um, he, I told... These people afterwards were like, we thought you were great. And that was, I can't believe that guy. I said, if everybody in the world 
That happens all the time. People just maybe don't think you're the funniest. If they thought I was, if everybody thought I was the funniest, I wouldn't be doing this. I'd be living in a castle somewhere, yeah. counting big bucks. But is there any comedian that everybody thinks is no, the funniest? That doesn't... they would be ruling the world. Jim Gaffigan. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. But some people get some then people there's haters that are like, really oh, he doesn't talk about food, and I hate that whisper voice. And like, oh, okay, just some people just like to be unhappy. Yeah, it's it's true. Yeah, I know people one just that did, everyone likes. People Cy are entertained Amundsen. by it. <laughs> no, no, that's what Cy will tell you. That's his story. <laughs> it's funny though the things that get on YouTube that become like um, I have a rooftop comedy put up a clip of one of my hackiest jokes about PMS. What's what's that one? Uh, Share it with it, us. Uh, it has, See, it has like us laugh. it has like forty thousand views, and oh. it's like I don't I haven't done it for years. Right. Uh, it's but it's just like really that's the thing that's the thing that's right. gonna be the like if i die right now that'll be like the main thing that was out there is that i know <laughs> that it's PMS you do show. want to go back and scrub things we are living it's, in an age when you're like uh, it's uh the joke is um uh, uh women okay i gotta remember this joke. women are crazy we, <laughs> women women be bitches am i right you, you know that's yep <laughs> am i right fellas yep. <laughs> am i right um yeah it's like no i i Something about women and PMS. It was like I don't think I could handle. I I I really have a lot of respect for women when it comes to putting up with uh, having their period because I don't think I could handle having it, even if it happened to me like once a year, like once a year. But it's like once a month, once a month. That's like the phone bill. I just paid this. Yes. It's like a it's like the phone bill, a week long phone bill with severe penalties if it's late. Mm-hmm. Heyo. <laughs> um, he makes that heyo noise. Mm. <laughs> AT&T screwed us you know that's the that's the joke and um and it has 40,000 hits I and I have not dared read the comments on it I haven't no. checked on it well that's funny because we're going to do that right now <laughs> this is the segment where I uh, bust like, you on YouTube this comments. is called the podcast where he gets Ben and Amber to have complete mental breakdowns <laughs> and question everything they've ever done oh but reading. that's just that's just how, how it works I think that the, my one clip that's on a rooftop CD on iTunes is a clip about dogs shitting and it's just like it's is, yes i think i saw that are you, you have something on a cd called farts the yes best of and bathroom it's humor. like again it's you're like, on a rooftop cd called yes, farts that's awesome called, and i was like again that's gonna be my i have all these things all these jokes now that i'm proud of yeah, they're like a about, for like they're 20 about do- like the secret to happiness years. and they're about these i haven't got a check from rooftop for years yeah. so apparently it's eight dollars on amazon me. right now you can buy this oh. by everybody listen to this go download that one so track it's a, on it's a, a pms CD. joke and it's a joke about dog shitting on a fart cd so... my two biggest claims of that's fame hilarious because right you're and like one of the jokes smartest i haven't done in five years <laughs> and i'm and it's but like there really, archives. Now you don't things? have to do those because uh. they're out there i think it's crazy the guys that start now guys and gals starting comedy now how willing and then especially with rooftop people were like hey here's my set from the open mic last night i was like if i had the like the first couple of years i mean and there are some things out there online that i'm like oh we should get that down um but it's so easy to put your stuff up there i can't imagine having my first few years like of stand-up sets just just putting it out there for everybody to see. Like, let's no, no, no. No, let's, you want to have let's control. Let's work on of that. this a little bit. But. No one else. No one else can have control it of that. Is, uh, well, I, there's something that I saw uh, when I was looking stuff up about you guys, Ben, that you've done that I am super jealous of that I would have a blast to do because I used to, uh, I used to 
uh, what's the website? Funny or Die used to have a caption contest, and I used to oh, do yeah. it every day. And I even won like two <laughs> nice. T-shirts nice. for having the best caption like Yay. voted on and everything. But your captions on the the style, explain what uh, uh, what is Minneapolis Style? Yes. dot com. Um, it's a the website is like a, it's like a fashion. It's like a local Minneapolis fashion website. And Why the, I've never seen it. And the editor, <laughs> the editor of it, John Mark. Um, I felt like came across my website and saw like one of my comedy bits and he has it had this idea of like you know we want to get more comedy into our site so I'm what if I um send you uh pic- actual pictures of like runway models and um and you come up with funny captions for them and I was like yeah that sounds I I love doing that kind of stuff uh and I've I've only done f- four I think four updates maybe five um yeah but four times how many and there's a, there's generally about twelve pictures, twelve captions per update, and uh, people have really liked them, and I've had a fun. T- I, I I'll, I'll write about twenty captions, and then they narrow it them. down to ten. I'll have, you know, I'll run it past a couple friends of mine, and they'll be like, "No, nah, that was not funny," mm-hmm. and so then it narrows down, and uh, and but it's, yeah, it's like doing You'll those, have it's like doing those caption one? contests. Yeah, I'll write twenty for each one, and then oh. narrow it down to ten. And yeah. it's like, but the it's like doing a caption contest. But these fashion, and then lately he's been sending me um, advertisements, fashion advertisements, just the most weird, bizarre, outlandish things. And uh, you can have a lot of fun just writing a uh, a weird get. But my tactic lately has been to write it the caption as if it's somebody in the picture saying it. <laughs> So that's uh, mm-hmm. that's been fun. And fun to uh, get outside what you normally. It's called Ben Sandel's right. fashion statements. Nice. That's. <laughs> I'll what check were you that saying? Out. I'm sorry. No, <laughs> it's just it's a fun and it gets you out of what you yeah normally write. There was one I was looking at him this morning. There was one something about uh, the picture. The model has it looks like she's got. You made the comment something about a giant like her pubic hair is basically out of control. It's not <laughs> what it is in the picture, but that's what it looks like. Oh boy. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, that's uh, that's kind of do you the have taste, any, that's the taste of it. Do you have any hot tips uh, for the fall fashions that we should be uh, keeping it out for? Or we should be putting what? What's the one statement piece we should be putting in our closet? I, Merkins is that one what thing? It, it is mm-hmm. odd about me is that I'm not. I don't pay attention much to what I wear, but I really do pay attention to what other people wear, and I, I like. I like. <laughs> what he's saying is fashion. he's judgy. Um, no, I like. Well, I. You appreciate I, I try it. to spot what the trend is going to be. Like I'm, I try to spot what's going on now. The thing that five or ten years from now people are going to look back and make fun of like oh that's so 2014 because right. it's so hard to see in the moment and so that that's like a fun challenge to me is I like, my that's going to so, be the thing yeah. that's going to be the thing that people that. are made she's going to look back at the picture of herself and be like what was i thinking and you can do that right now like look back at a picture of yourself 10 years ago and be like what was i thinking well while wearing crocs like you're doing it again you're thinking yeah. what you were thinking then is what you're thinking right now which is i'm just going to follow a, a trend even if it's ridiculous, that's what the trend is, and you really don't you don't think about it too consciously. But it, it kind of fluctuates because sometimes trends are really great. Sometimes the trend is like, oh, I like this trend. Everybody's looking classy, looking good, and then the next year is like, oh, this trend is terrible. And a winter, uh, I think we need to call Ben Sandel. You are Mister Fashion Police. The 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 real trend that it really bugs me right now is the um. The shaved sides of the head, so it's like uh, on girls or guys, and girls, and they have a mullet. The mullets have come back. They yeah. have the shaved their heads. The sides of their heads are shaved, and then but there's long on top and in the back. So it's this weird mullet look, which is sort of going back to like 
like the 1979 punk look. Yeah. That's really been popular now again, and everything just goes on a loop. I just want it to come back to 1960 look, but okay. that's never going to happen because that takes... But for ladies or guys, you want that for both. Yeah. You know, that, that's your jam because that's so that's that's such a classy, cool mm-hmm. look. I mean, that's yeah. what Mad. Why it's so great to watch Mad Men those first couple of years is like, God, everybody looks so great. But right. this is it takes so much time to to dress like that. Yep, but, sure. So not, that will never come back. So the best we can ever do is go back to like 1979. You're wearing a shirt with buttons today. Yeah. Making mm-hmm. a statement. Not a hard shoe, yep. but close. Yeah. I would not I, have again, guessed we don't... would have ended up at that place. I dress the same way. I've dressed the same way for pretty much all my life. I never. Did you ever tight roll your jeans? No. Pins? I did wear Zubas. That was the only trend I followed. Yeah. When I was uh, nine years old, I wore Zubas in the early 90s. And that's a, a really sharp example of how a, a trend can get completely out, <laughs> out of the way from everybody. And there you know? was a mini uh, Zubas return a few years ago, mm-hmm. but it never really. And bell bottoms always come back once in a while. Yeah. Well, mm-hmm. they just look so nice. <laughs> yep. It just take what people need is that it needs to go from being, uh, oh, that's out of style to, oh, that's been out of style long enough that we forgot that it was ever in style. So it can be in style again. Because we just don't even know, or it's vintage, and, uh, and so everything. And music does that same thing. Yeah. Like, I what just, is the what is the music right now? What's the I sound? Know. I mean, the '80s had a sound. '70s had even the '90s had a sound. But after the after the '90s, that's a good. Is question. there a sound now? I don't know. Well, there's so many different places to get your music, and to where so many different people creating it. There's no, there are no big names, big machines, big studios putting it out, pumping it out. So nobody, we're all in control of our own sound. There's no. You know, the so, radio isn't so, telling me but, what is popular. I could just listen to whatever I want with all the internet radio and friends and online. Mm-hmm. And you so know, basically, what you're saying is that the sound there wasn't a sound in, in the 2000s. The revolution in music was actually the format. I suppose. So this, the rev, you know, we have Nirvana mm-hmm. in the 90s, but in the 2000s, it was iTunes. That was the Nirvana of that decade. I think so, because and you weren't forced to get a whole. Um, album you know people don't buy the entire yeah album anymore, i remember so, watching yeah. a, a little you know extra thing on the news when the uh you know the small like music land or whatever the you know the smaller mm-hmm. record stores were in malls when they were going to get these new machines where you could pick and choose you know a la carte your songs like yeah. it would make you a mixed CD. mixed cd yes with you know you could pick you know 10 of your favorite songs yeah. or even from the same album right Amazing. so cool so cool <laughs> I'm, and and it's so much ready, readily available. All I Shazam use those apps all the time. Hear something in an elevator or in uh, wherever in a friend's car, and you're like, "Oh my gosh, I need, I gotta have this." On a TV show, you quick whip out your phone and play, get grab yeah. that song that you would have never does, found before. Does Shazam work on comics yet? On, uh, I don't know. That's funny. You know, and I'm, I'm li- guessing there's one for like TV and movies too. But I remember hearing something about remember in Family Ties there was that oh, I can't think of who sings it, but that like um, the breakup song at the end of Family that when Michael J. Fox spoke about that his now actual wi- wife in real life there was that that what did you think oh, yeah. I would do at this moment uh-huh. that song and people wrote in because it wasn't a popular song wasn't a popular guy like you had to like sit down pen a letter write in and go and figure out who it was. You really want. Right, right. And then right. they made that song popular, but now it's clickety click, phone, da 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 da. So the point is come to our shows at Acme. The point <laughs> is we're all too lazy. Yeah. That's the point. Or you, you, you can get what you want. Did you see American Idol was in town this morning? I heard that. Yeah. By heard that, I mean I saw it on some Facebook updates. Yeah, you don't you don't see American Idol. No. You hear it. You feel it. <laughs> Seacrest is in this was in the same city. Maybe he'll come to our show tonight. <laughs> 
Ryan Seacrest. Who knows? I'll tweet at him, y'all. Once in a while, you know? I'll tweet at him. Yeah, do it. Tweet at him. Okay. You never know. You never, ever do know. Do you guys know what big, uh, I wouldn't say it's a holiday, but you know what's coming up on Friday, June 20th? Are you, are either of you working Friday? Let's start with that. Uh, no, I'm, I'm not. Uh, no, I'll be flying I'm rehearsing uh, a, a dance show. Okay. For Fringe. Storytelling? Are you going to tell, tell, tell stories in a no, dance I'm show? I'm doing my own Fringe show, but then I'm, I'm in another show that is, the concept It's called Jumping Jack Kerouac, and the concept is it's a bunch of people who can't dance. <gasps> That's awesome. To be a bunch of writers. So she's getting together writers who she's known over the years, and, and she's trying to teach us to dance for this show. And the concept is we're going to talk a little bit about how we can't dance and then do a dance routine. Is it Aaron choreographing? Shepard? No, I don't know no. Why I'm Aaron, I, Aaron, <laughs> Can I Aaron too? Shepard. Yeah. Is, I think Aaron Shepard's doing a show too, and um, and she's she's really great. It's, yeah. uh, it's a person named Wendy. I don't know her. Huh. Um, I'm, I'm, I'll be back for the opening weekend of Fringe, and I'll be at the joke joint, so I'm excited to I get down on that artsy fartsy stuff. But what is the holiday that's on Friday? You're not working Friday either. No, I'll be flying back to You'll LA. Flying back. Okay. Oh, you're really in just town for a little yeah. bit. Yeah. Uh, t- Friday is Take Your Dog to Work Day. Oh. Have you heard about this? No. Yeah. How would that, that work mm. where you're going to be on Friday? Well, then? if I took, uh, I could take the dog to the uh, to the rehearsal and she would probably just look confused <laughs> what was going on and uh, hopefully not make be, a mess. It would be pretty funny. I think we uh, just had Arbor Day, didn't we? Wasn't that? Or Flag Day was on Saturday, this past Saturday. That's right. Yeah. That's right. Someone in, in some state that I don't remember got in trouble for flying a Betsy Ross flag. Oh. Do you know what that is? No. I didn't either. It, it has 13 uh, stars. Gotcha. Yeah. I figured it was something. Yeah. Hmm. History. Fashion history. What I just wonder, like, like uh, what, what would Take Your Dog to Work Day look like in the comedy club? <laughs> Imagine. <laughs> well, there have been service dogs, I think, in audience. Uh, I would just be nervous it would make a mess. Well, I'd be nervous the dog would get more laughs than I did. <laughs> well, with, uh, with Vicious, when I, that's her name, when I uh, do anything like, say, uh, like if I dance in front of her, she just looks at me with this look that says, yeah. I'm not impressed. Yeah. Um, I don't know what you're doing, and uh, you should probably stop. Your, your you're dog's name is yourself. Vicious? Vicious. And it's a poodle, of course, right? My girlfriend's dog, um, but kind of my dog by extension. So. Right. Yeah, you know, Does it we, live up to a name like Vicious? No, that's it was it was ironic, <laughs> the, t- the name. Yeah. We call her we call her V now because I think we both got sick of explaining that. Oh, actually, no, it's just ironic. She's the calmest dog in the world, and she doesn't even bark. So that's so you got the name Vicious that way. And it's a you know it's a pretty word, um, <laughs> but it does give people the, the impression like, hmm, I don't know if I want this dog to be at the dog park. If it's well, it's probably nice. So you don't have to talk to those dog people. Yeah. <laughs> It's always, Screw them. When you can avoid people, it's always I find nice. Yeah, dog thing. people at the dog park, they can be they can be just snoring as parents. Yep. Yeah, the playground. Yeah. Like, uh, hey, you know, your dog is in and dogs can be it's just amazing how how many people will bring a dog to a dog park that is like aggressive. Like, did you not know that the dog was why are you bringing this dog here, idiot? Anyway, that's some pent up aggression I had to get out here. <laughs> She'll call, on this oh, podcast. Only was with the fashion and now he's like, Dog bar. <sighs> This is all over the place. Yeah, that's, good. Is, that's good. That's it good. Is, it good. Is. I want to hear. You've done tons of stuff in the fringe thing, which I've never attended because I'm not that cultured. Mm-hmm. W- what am I missing all these years? Oh, so the fringe is great. Uh, I people, love it. People judge. Uh, Amber has been in, involved pretty uh, intensely for the last couple of years too. Um, 
it's people judge it a little too harshly who are not really into it because they'll maybe they'll come and see one show and the show will be bad. It, there's 170 shows in the fringe and each show has five slots and it's 16 different venues around town for 10 days and many in this in this by lottery so it's not juried so many of the shows are terrible Mm -hmm. many 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 are terrible if you don't do your research you will see some terrible shows uh but there are some amazing shows there's going to be at least 30 to 40 shows that are you're going to really like but still 40 out of 170 the chances are if you Mm -hmm. don't research you're going to see some crap and a lot of times people will just come out to support like a friend and and then yeah. they're like, I have to pay money to get in, and how do I get, and I where do I go? I pay money and, to see and, theater. You know, and nobody wants to do their own research. Even mm-hmm. I've been doing this stand-up for how long, and it's always, I still get text messages. What time is your show, and where do we go? <laughs> and da, 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 da. and like, I don't you – have, you have the internet yeah. on the device you just typed mm-hmm. me that text message. Uh. Yeah, you could have instead of saying what time is your show, you could have gone to amberpresson.com or Acme, any, or fringefestival.org. Anywhere. Exactly, any of those places. So no one wants to do the work. I'm just real bitter. This will be my seventh year doing Fringe. The show is called Fiddlestick Conundrum. Plug, plug. Um, and uh, it's just going to be uh, Get your tickets comedy. because Ben is a Fringe favorite. He has a f- huge following and he's very funny and talented. So go That see took a long time. When I, yeah. when I started, it, you know, you have to build that audience. And, you, and eventually Fringe, like there's regular Fringe people, eventually they'll learn, you know, certain people who are more reliable than other shows because mm-hmm. you know you do have you can only see a limited amount of shows you can, at most you can see like 50 shows and that's i see almost like that crazy. many <laughs> when i'm here i like go to every I pack a lunch and yeah. go to every slot and i saw 35 next. shows last year i think yeah in the 30s is do the most that i've done do they all charge admission yep. well i bought an altar pass last year so you buy you can buy an altar pass for like 200 bucks and then you can see as many as you want but if you buy a, a show individually it's their 12 bucks plus you need to get a button a four dollar button not every time, but Just one like, time. It's like fee, your cover charge to get into the festival, which, um, which is how they keep track of how many people bought tickets, oh, uh, yeah. how many uh, unique visitors they have. Um, but no, I mean, I've seen some of my favorite uh, theater that I've ever seen has been mm-hmm. at Fringe. And so it's like when you hear people judging it, it's just like you just you just got to do your research and yeah. you just got to get into so it. So how much work, how much time and work are you putting into each year if you're doing, this is your seventh? Seventh show, this is my fourth fifth one-man show. Which ben is, is one of the easier. most prolific writers I've ever met in my entire life. It's uh, ridiculous. <laughs> it's crazy except for every Except for every time I write, like, you know, I think back to, like, my first comedy show, Animal Cracker Genocide, and I'm like, uh, there's, like, three minutes of material that I'm proud of that I'll ever That's use right. again. Oh, it's sort of like, much. It's like well, 45 I minutes. A, I did a 50-minute show that year of comedy. He's and, done some uh, one-man shows that incorporate a lot of his stand-up. He's also written um, two successful uh Plays. And Amber was in my first play that mm-hmm. I did, uh, and uh, it was me, Amber, uh, Philip Lowe, and Natalie Wass, and it was called Nice Guy's Guide to Awkward Sex, and yeah. it was hugely successful, yeah. and uh, that was great, but it almost killed me, the stress of putting together that <laughs> well, show. Well, writing a show, directing the show, acting in the show. Yeah. Uh, whew, I was, and I mean, it was a very personal. I mean, if it, was it had written, bombed, I I don't know. I would have been. I would have felt be here a right depressed now. state. But that was the saving grace. That's what you know that people liked it, and yeah. it was a hit. And so yeah. it's like, whew, that was a lot of stress and a lot of work. That way, way more work than a one man show. And it's, it's very like stand up comedy. They will you get the critique from the audience in the moment. Yeah, and same with the French. But the whole system is that it's online reviews, and there's lots of buzz, and it's such a short, compact. Uh, thing in the amount of time so it's 
and people it, can it, review you. That's people really, review you. That's people who live all year long that are like, I'm going to go to the Fringe and I can't wait to review all these shows and they take great pride in it. And it's, um, yeah, so it's fun. Go to the show. Mm-hmm. Oh, my goodness. Is yeah. there a, a uh, is there like a winner that's named no. at the end of the you no? in each venue the show that sold the most tickets gets an encore performance yeah the audience choice encore and then there's a few websites that like hand out their own like self proclaimed awards but I you think, can also but... win by making a lot of money yep. if you mar- market it right and your show is popular um you, you can, can walk well. away with a couple uh, yeah, maybe a thousand dollars make your profit. money back mm-hmm. nice yeah nice so when is it this year it's uh, the last day of July through like August tenth. So, so that sounds about right, like July thirty first. Yeah, July thirty first to August tenth or something like that. And you're and Amber, you're living in California. I now? am. I live in Los Angeles. What, what, when did you move? Six months ago. Why? Because it was too cold here. Why would you leave yeah. Paradise? No. I know. That's what I asked go. Kermit uh, appeal last night. Yeah. Why did you leave Paradise? Yeah. But it doesn't work when I yeah. ask someone well, that has moved. I lived here for a while, giving it a go. We'll yeah. see what happens. I like it. No, yeah. it's too new to like. I have no insight because I've only been there six months, but I like it. That's always the big question, though, yeah. for comedians living because the, the Minneapolis is great. It's but awesome. There's nobody. There's no industry here. Yeah, and it's very rare with when somebody comes in and to look at you to like, oh, oh maybe this person should be in Comedy Central. I mean, to get in front of those people, you have to be in New York or L.A. And I want to really... be in a Wheaties commercial, and it's not going to happen. <laughs> but it's yeah. so frustrating because we have such a good scene here. Yeah. It's such a quality scene, yeah. and we're just yeah. we're just so largely ignored by the coasts. And it's just like it's just I, you know. To be fair, they know. ignore everyone. So yeah, I guess. I guess that. I might be just yeah. feeling. This is my perspective, I guess. My ride is here. I have to go. You have to go? I do have to go. What? What? Have we hit hit an hour yet? Uh, In like two minutes. Uh. Oh. Can can you give me two more minutes here? I can. All right. I just wanted to, we're going to talk some sports really quickly. (laughs) Oh, okay. All right. I've been uh, squeezing sports stuff in. I like it. First of all, I saw your tweet the other day, Amber. Yes. Look how how fast I'm going to talk now. No. (laughs) I'm going to read your tweet to you. Going through some boxes and I found two more Chuck Knobloch baseball cards. I think I have it in my purse. What I'm saying is I've been messed up in the head for a while. I love Chuck Knobloch. I've loved him for a long time. I'd make out with him drunk at a party. I probably wouldn't recognize him. I have several. I loved Chuck Knobloch back in the day because in North Dakota, we didn't have, you know, we cheered for the twins. Um in Fargo, and uh, for whatever reason, 91, uh, rookie of the year, I just thought he was so cute and so cool, and it was like, yeah, I follow the twins, and everybody else likes Kirby Puckett. I love Chuck Knobloch, and uh, followed him through the Yankees, and then the um, Kansas City, and when he couldn't throw from first to second base, I was there. You actually do know. You, I the do. Fact you mentioned you yeah. play for the Royals. I know. I went one time, I went early to um, batting practice to get autographs. There was this one year on the cover of Sports Illustrated. It was Tim Hudson, um, Barry Zito, and um, Mark Mulder for the Oakland A's. It was mm-hmm. like the pitch. I forget what the title was, but it was like, the, yay, they're pitching. And uh, I went early and had them sign it. And it was like little kids and me mm-hmm. trying to get Barry Zito and Mark Mulder and Hudson's autograph. <laughs> It's so weird. And you're so. looking at him eye to eye. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, hey, oh, I'm a nerd. Pushing <laughs> kids aside. Yeah. So it was just I like no- baseball, but was it just Knobloch? Um, I think I like some of the other guys, but I, I, those, are, I think my brother, like, you know, when you're ten and your brother get, doesn't know what to get you for Christmas, it's like, here, have a rookie card, and then you just get them. Other people will get them to you. I love it's that. Dumb. Yeah. I love so that. So dumb. One more sports thing. Yes. Yeah. The, uh, the World Cup is going on right now. Yeah. The Cup of Worlds. The Cup of Worlds. Uh, there's a there's a Chinese guy that I whether this is true or not I'm not sure but they're reporting that he died last weekend because he stayed up for two straight days to watch with the time difference and whatever I've heard that several times that's like that happened before 
I could think of worse ways to go than staying up watching World Cup. To staying up watching something you love. Would you with World Cup? No. I wouldn't with anything. Ben Sandell, would you stay up for an hour <laughs> past your bedtime to watch World Cup? Uh, I would stay up an hour past my bedtime to, <laughs> you know, watch something random on Netflix. But yeah. uh, nope. Nope. <laughs> Perfectly acceptable answer. No. I mean, it, I definitely stay up too late sometimes, but. Amber no. World Cup fever? No. 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 I mean, I get, I get it. People are excited. I mean, but... Americans just—it hasn't. But I don't watch. I was yet. saying, we were saying before the podcast. I don't really get in. I'll go to baseball games and stuff, but I don't really get into. So, it's like, I'm not going to a Vikings game on I don't purpose. Know, but, but I don't know what we're missing though. That that no. baffles me with the with soccer. Is what, what, whatever I get, we get like what that. Are, with fringe. What is the rest of the world seeing? <laughs> yeah, at? and they're obviously we're obviously missing something because we can't just be the only correct people mm-hmm. we're the minority in this so we're missing something and so that's i just wish i knew what that was yeah that's a good point we just uh maybe we have too many other distractions <laughs> that's probably yeah. well, we do have football football yeah american football and that's uh. that hasn't caught on anywhere else so that's just sort of we win we win we, we win, win. <laughs> anything quickly you, uh, you want to plug like your no. say your twitter your website uh, preston that, party please. is my twitter amberpreston.com is our website um, look for a CD provided these shows go well tonight. <laughs> so you, you really are recording yeah, this week. I awesome. Am. Okay. Yeah. So that should hopefully go well. Ben actually talked me yesterday into doing a joke I haven't done in a long, long time, but I, I recited it in the tonight. shower this morning that I think uh-huh. I'll throw on there. <laughs> hopefully it goes well now. There isn't I know. He's like, no, no, you got to do that old, uh, that I, joke. I do that. I, I, I think I, I gave Earl a tag on a joke the other day and he tried it and it didn't work and then I'm, I always feel like I feel so responsible for that. Oh, I'll uh, blame you. You better but, fix it. Uh-huh. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, but then when it does work, I'm like, yeah, you better credit me in your CD for yeah. that joke. You know, so. Damn right. So yeah. anything to promote besides Fringe, website, the Twitter that uh, you sporadically use? BenSandell.com as uh, you can find me on Facebook there and Twitter and sign up for a newsletter and see clips and all that stuff. What's so, the name of the Fringe show? Fiddlestick Conundrum. Fiddlestick Conundrum. It says downtown. It's by Block E. There you go. I have to mention one more thing. Yeah. I'm going to kill myself if I don't mention this. Uh, we're, I think we're all friends on Facebook. Yeah. Here. We're all friends on Facebook. We're all friends, here. you guys. Not, Facebook and in real life. So let's be honest. Let's let's just let's really cut. No, uh, I was trying to use a uh, money-saving app yeah. last week. And for some reason, every time I look at it, Amber Preston saved... 50 is cents? it Ibotta? Yes. Yeah. Um, have you signed up for it already? Yes. Oh, shoot. You I guys, know. hey, listen for it. You guys Facebook me and then sign up for it because I'll get like three bucks if you do. I use it all the time. Yeah. Yeah. They're dumb, but I don't know how to like turn them off. So it'll be like, Amber Preston bought deodorant at Target. Yes. And I'm like, okay, we don't, I don't think everybody know, needs like, to know. Oh, Amber and I both shop at Target. Right? <laughs> That's right? Awesome. But hey, I'm going to save coupons. money wherever I can. Uh, Ibotta. Check it out, y'all. Sponsored by no one. Yeah. But there you go. All right. Thanks, guys. Yeah. Thank, thank you. you. Sorry I had to skiddy a dull.